Two guys. Two topics. Two, two, two. two opinions. You talk. Give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5, 1280 The Zone. It is. And The Zone Sports Network. Deep to the end zone to Shumway. He's got it. Touchdown. Play action. Wilson. There is Bushman. He's got it. to the left of Wilson, second and 17 after the sack, another blitz as Wilson throws to the far side, has a man, it's up and it is caught at the 25, to the 20 to the 15, 10-5 BYU, touchdown on a long pitch and catch Zach Wilson with another dart to the far side, leads to a BYU score, leave a hefo with the touchdown grab, 28-10 when the Cougars trailed 10-7 at the half. Alright Gordon uh, our friend Jay Drew Soon to be of the Deseret News, but I guess currently of the Salt Lake Tribune, because this uh, article we're going to talk about here was uh, in the Salt Lake Tribune, up at sltrib.com. Yeah, we said goodbye to him yesterday, so uh, I guess he starts, I believe, Friday. I know, we actually blamed Dirk. You, you uh, When we brought Dirk on, I had about the first minute and a half while you uh, came back from that and got into the studio and mm-hmm. participated in the interview. And I don't think you heard the part where I blamed Dirk for you not being there at the beginning of the interview. Uh, well, how? Oh, it's because Dirk hired Jay and you were over <laughs> there to say goodbye to Jay. <laughs> Does Dirk have that kind of power? Dirk is all powerful. Okay. All right. Don't we all know this by now? Well, uh, he's been at it a while, a couple of decades now. In all seriousness, glad Jay's going to continue to cover BYU. He he really does a terrific job. Terrific reporter. Great guy. Um, but uh, he wrote uh, this article today in the Salt Lake Tribune. Gordon headlined, BYU insists it has plenty of playmakers despite the loss of talented receiver Neil Pau. This is something that uh, that has been a big deal, or uh, you've talked about, really, yeah. for the past year and a half, because it was certainly an issue last year. It sure was. Do you think that they've developed those playmakers? Do you think we're going to see something different this year? I don't know. And uh, I have thought about it, and I have considered the various players that uh, are being talked about as playmakers uh Sataki uh, Fezzi not uh not uh Kalani uh has said that they're six deep and wide receiver maybe more than that. And that's what you think of when you think of playmakers, you think of running backs and receivers. And uh I, I, I don't know. I mean I do think that guys can make progress from one year to the next. You and I talked about Gunnar Romney the other day, the much uh, the highly recruited a uh, wide receiver that ended up at BYU, and he was hurt last year. Had that hamstring that was with him, uh, couldn't really shake it, and so he couldn't show what he could do a year ago. Uh, whether Micah Simon can step up and 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 contribute more, uh, Hefo is is there. He's 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 a talent. He led them in receiving yards last year. Uh, I I don't know. And then there's that new kid, uh, Keanu Hill, is that his name, mm-hmm. uh, who's a freshman, who they're very high on. They think he's very talented. Zach Wilson had nice things to say about him. All I can tell you is if BYU has any chance to achieve its goals this season, those playmakers have to be prominent. Think back to beat the great BYU teams. They didn't necessarily have speed demons. They did on occasion, but not frequently. But they had playmakers, guys who could get open and then 
get a few yards after the catch and make big plays. And that has been absent for a while. So we'll see. It is so important when you're playing this kind of competition that the Cougars have early in the year, including the Utes, you've got to have guys who can make those kinds of plays because BYU's offense cannot always march down the field with, uh, with that uh, you know, running attack. The Williams might be really good. That offensive line might be really good. But they have to have contributions uh, from these guys on the, uh, on the outside. And, 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 and I don't know. I don't know. I don't think anybody knows. They're optimistic down there. But I guess we're going to find out in a hurry come August 29. I agree with you wholeheartedly. I'm, I'm in the same place with BYU's receivers, and talking about them specifically for a moment, as I am with, with Utah's. Not that the talent is equal, but I'm in a kind of a I believe it when I see it kind of mode because I just don't think that there's a, a proven, you know, de- a definitive playmaker at that position that's out there. With that said, I've been waiting for Micah Simon to break out for a couple of years now. I think he still can, but we haven't seen it. Gunnar Romney is the one that's really fascinating to me because uh-huh. he did. He was ballyhooed coming in and was supposed to be. I love it how PK put it the other day, uh, listening to DJ and PK, Austin Colley Light. I mean, they were expecting a, a yeah. player uh, out of him. And, you know, if he's healthy, can't he really make that next step to be that guy? Um, you know, I think there, we're not going to see Matt Bushman have to block his way onto the field, block his way to playing time this year. He's going to be hitting the ground running. And I, I'm fascinated to see Tyson Williams as well. But we, here's where I really agree with you. You look at – if we think Zach Wilson can be a, a really good quarterback at BYU, let's look back at the other really good quarterbacks, and they always had a guy. Yeah. A guy. Uh-huh. A, a real player. I mean, Max Hall had a bunch of them. But he had an Austin Collie and, if you want to throw Dennis Pitta in there, those are those are two ballers. John Beck had uh, Todd Watkins. Man, that guy could play. Uh, even Riley Nelson had Mitch Matthews. Steve, Mitch. Steve Sarkeesian had had uh, uh, targets. Was that uh, back in the Durage days, or was no. that that was uh, wasn't that Kaipo McGuire and okay. uh, and a uh, name I can't pronounce. But, uh, yeah, they had guys who could f- play. They had you dudes. mentioned Drage. Yep. You know, there, there are other guys that, that were along the way that were of that ilk. And so, yeah, well, are there those guys ready to go this time around? BYU seems as though they're optimistic that they have them. I'll just say that they have to have them. Otherwise, they can't have a winning record. But I can't stress the running game. Uh, I, I think it needs to start with the running game, though. I really do. They got to find that dude. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, Katoa and Tyson Williams and that routing back core. They they can't waste that great offensive line. They need to be really productive. We we think about those previous quarterbacks as well. They had Curtis Brown and and Harvey Unga and Fui Vakapuna and these these really solid, really good running backs. So I mean, this is maybe this is too obvious to take. Everybody needs to play well, Gordon, but. As a sophomore, I don't think Zach Wilson is in that position where he can go Tom Brady at where he makes a bunch of average players really good. Uh, he may get there in his career, but right now he needs he needs the help. Well, I, I, and when you look at the, the guys a year ago, they were absent too much of the time. They were absent. Yep. 
Yep. I, I mean, mean, Matt had, Bushman had, wasn't had, even on the field for half the year. Yeah, you had Hefo oh. doing those jet sweeps, uh, but th- that's not enough, man. Nope. You got you to have guys who can make plays, and I know that's a cliche, but, but those guys have to be there that can – you know, get you a 15, 20, 25, 30 yard reception. And they were tough to come who's by. Who's the, uh, from the receivers, who's the uh, who's the likely candidate? In your mind? I would say Hefo. You'd bet on Hefo? Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah, I think so. He's undersized at, at a receiver, but uh, yeah, I think he's he's probably. There are guys in talent some way. What do you make of someone like that? Do you believe in development? Do you believe a guy like that? Who can 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 step in and play a major role? I mean, doesn't it seem like he's? I, I hate to put this on a college kid, but has he underperformed? Because hmm. that's kind of what you'd be alluding to if he broke out, right? Well, I I don't know. I I, I don't know where these guys are as far as uh, what goes on in their life and and the uh, extenuating circumstances on the field, the play calling, and that sort of thing. There's a lot of things to take into consideration. This is just so very important, and we've heard Kalani Sataki talk about it over and over and over again. The word that kept appearing in Jay's story and that we've heard from Kalani, explosiveness. Mm -hmm. Where is it? It was nowhere last year. BYU fans, where was it last year? So is it going to be developed then, or is this some somebody needs to? Well, they've got some new guys in there who I think are. are athletes well, that's why Gunnar Romney's so things. intriguing to me because yeah. if he's healthy, could he be that guy? Because we he's he's the one with kind of the built-in excuse, right? With the freshman being a freshman and having the hammy, there's yeah. kind of that. Well, okay, well, those two things are are crossed off now. Really, show me what you can do. It's it, it's it's a mystery. And like I said, they're optimistic about it based on performances in camp thus far. But uh see what's the date today, the fifteenth. We're playing we're playing ball two, two weeks, weeks from, from now. today. Mm-hmm. You two know what freaking weeks. One other thing just to add to this conversation real quick. MLP needs to get his his school stuff figured out. And uh, and get onto this roster because I, I think that could help. Because if they want to run a lot of double tight like they did last year, I mean that could be really effective in the play action game, right? If you've got two really dynamic pass catching tight ends, what's the status of? T- uh, I always get these names wrong, but Tukuafu, Tukuafu is in camp. Yeah, he's in camp. Is he is he in a position to help out? The problem with well, problem. Uh, he could have zero problems, to my knowledge. But he hasn't played in six years. Yeah. He hasn't played football in six years. Now, he he could hit the ground and just be awesome. But, I mean, been a minute. Yeah. So, I, I'll go back to what you said about Bushman. This guy's too good to waste. Yep. He has got to get involved in the offense. He has been. He has got to be given the opportunity to be involved in that offense in a major way. I, anybody who watched the Cougars back when Dennis Pedal was playing knows how how effective a tight end can be, and and it seems like Bushman has the skill set to do that if they will allow him. Somewhere, our boy Johnny Harleen is going. Gordon, what about me? Come yeah, on, well, bro. Well, he was good too, and he was pretty good with a six string in his hand too. He is a guitar player. He yeah. is a he is a good guitar player. Yeah. All right, Gordon, the big NBA news, and I want to know basically how big you think this actually is. All right, okay. Um, and has has 
hell officially frozen over because people actually feel bad for DeMarcus Cousins. But DeMarcus Cousins, uh, working out in, La- uh, in Las Vegas, according to reports, has torn his ACL. Oh, you know, that, that's just, that's unfortunate, most unfortunate. And I know that DeMarcus Cousins, we've talked about how he used to pick on rookies, used to pick on lesser played, paid players and uh, make them, you know, take their money, their meal money and all this sort of thing. I don't care what he's done. This is that's that's just brutal. It is. It's it's very unfortunate. Just kind of a review. You know, he gets traded from Sacramento to New Orleans and then goes down with an ACL injury right before he, you know, cashes in on free agency by the way. Mm-hmm. He signs a one-off deal with the Golden State Warriors for last year, basically rehabbed 3 quarters of the year, came back all as a setup. To, to go to the playoffs, he got uh, into the playoffs, played a little bit, and then uh, tore his quad, which is a, a rough injury in and of itself. And now coming back from that, he has torn his ACL after signing a one-off deal mm-hmm. with the L.A. Lakers. And, Gordon, this is so late in the offseason, I don't, I don't know if we're going to see DeMarcus in a Laker uniform this upcoming year. But what I kind of the conversation I want to kickstart, though, is is this big enough news to alter your perception of the Western Conference? And I want to ask you specifically, because when we've been talking about our way too early hierarchy of the Western Conference, Mm -hmm. you've thought highly of the Lakers. You've had the Lakers behind the clips and the Jazz there kind of in third. Does this alter? Is this a big enough deal to alter that perception from you? Uh, no, not really. Because I wasn't sure what to make of Demarcus. Bingo! I totally agree. Yeah, it was. There were some a whole bunch of questions about how that was going to go. Uh, it could be a a factor on down the line. Uh, but I just hate to hear that. Uh, that's that. And, and you know, here's the thing that is scary about it. This could happen to anyone. It's got to happen to anyone. Mm-hmm. It could any team. And if it happens to the wrong player, then a whole lot of expectations get reduced. And it, it does drive home the fact that there's a risk factor. They play basketball. Stuff mm-hmm. stuff can happen. And we don't know all the details and, and how he heard it. But, you know, he's you feel bad because it seems like he's had a bit of an attitude adjustment to going through kind of this hardship. But I thought I had the same reaction you did. I don't. DeMarcus was always going to be more of a luxury for the Lakers than he was somebody to be relied on. If he was what he once was and had that capability, man, that could make a difference. Right. But I don't think anybody, including the Lakers themselves, if you were to ask them, were depending on that. Wouldn't that be just strange, weird kind of uh, uh, fortune to have a guy who had great talent but a bad attitude and now his attitude is better, and now he doesn't have the ability he once had. I mean, it's kind of a sad can't, story, can't really. Take, can't take things for granted in life. Certainly not. Um, but I think the the Lakers are short on bigs. That's where this is going to hurt them. Is they, you know, they needed a body, but they probably can go out and find somebody that can play some backup minutes. I think Javale McGee played better for the Lakers last year than people realize, and they're not going to be reliant on. I mean, they've got Anthony Davis, so right. they're not. So people think, oh, well, they got him. So what are you talking about? They need a big man. And and I know that Anthony Davis went through this this phase in his career where it, it was almost like Derek Favors in a way, where he was just married to the fact that he was a four, 
and not a five. In fact, that's the reason that that New Orleans um, traded for DeMarcus Cousins in the first place is because they were appeasing Anthony Davis by putting him with an established five man. But Anthony Davis is a five in today's day and age, in today's NBA, where you really want to spread the floor. And actually, not that he's a bad shooter, but his game is just suited for that five position. And that's, I mean, he's going to chew up the majority of those minutes for the Lakers regardless. Yeah. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm with you. This doesn't really change. This is, uh, I know. It kind of swept through the news cycle today, but I don't think that this really alters much. Just like I didn't think last year when Golden State signed Boogie. Remember the the reaction where everybody, oh, just add another all-star onto the Warriors. Uh Uh, Hold the phone. What he was going through was fairly significant. It was. And now tack on this on top of it. I mean, it's this was not, well, I guess before this happened, this was not going to be, he was not going to be an all-star with the Lakers. He just wasn't. This is one of those deals, I think, where the the more you experience in life, the more you learn. But sometimes it's it might be too late to capitalize on the wisdom that comes with experience. Because if he had had the wisdom and the uh, that comes with experience and the 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 proper attitude when he had his full capabilities physically, oh my gosh, can you imagine what that guy would have been? Yep. He was a special. Talent. He might have been. He might have been the second best player in the league. That might be a bit of a stretch, but if, he was really. If he good. had, oh, oh, you're saying if? I'm sorry, yeah. I, I was, I was misunderstanding uh, you. If he had continued on that trajectory and put his head on straight, yeah, yeah. If I, he or if he'd had his head on straight from the get go, right? Think he about had that, that kind of talent. Yep. But he, yeah, the problem is, he had the mindset he had. And so that greatly devalued what uh, what teams thought of him. All right. Well, more next. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.